0: Hello and welcome to Argue the Toss at GameIndustry.com. I'm Shella.
1: And I'm Drew. And together we're arguing about the things that really matter in games and films and stuff.
0: Indeed we are. And it is Season 5, Episode 5. Mm-hmm. All the fives.
1: Five five.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, today's episode, topic, Drew? Uh,
1: we have been to see the new Marvel movie, Captain Marvel. The Captain mm. of Old Marble. That's mm-hmm. stupid. I don't know why I said that. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we went out to see that uh, last night, so it's kind of fresh in our minds. Mm-hmm. And uh, today we're going to be talking about it.
0: We are, uh, yeah. Lots of talk about it. Um, yeah, because I wasn't really aware of the the trolling of. Um, Of captain marvel i don't know Mm. i must have like really efficient filters on my twitter feed (laughs) or something um but yeah i'd completely missed that in fact i i missed that it that black panther had the same deal going on Mm. um all i saw was joy around black panther so um obviously my my bubble is working really well Um, yeah (laughs) yeah apparently it was getting bombed with sort of reviews before it was even out like one starred on rotten tomatoes and things before it even came out and people saying it was gonna flop and whatnot and it's actually made more money than black panther at this stage um which having seen it is kind of like Okay. <laughs> okay yeah
1: so yeah we um we kind of have uh for once we have kind of varying opinions on this i think yeah. i like this a lot more than you did yeah um and yeah having thought about it and i mean we were so we were going to record this yesterday evening but mm-hmm. we decided to delay it to let it kind of settle which i mm-hmm. think is always a good idea with a film mm-hmm. and i think i like it more now um now that i've kind of Gone back and dwelt on it a bit. Um, oh, well. um yeah, I, just, I guess not for you then.
0: No, I'm just feeling completely out of sync with the world on this one. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I just thought it was average. I mm. think um Marvel's been knocking it out of the park with the last few films. Yeah. And this falls decidedly flat um for me. Um yeah. after those.
1: I I don't necessarily disagree with you in that kind of marvel has really been doing well lately. We've had mm-hmm. a a string of really good marvel films and compared to those this is not great. This is not outstanding in the marvel mm-hmm. universe, but I still think I I still think it was a good time and I would sort of put mm-hmm. it. It's kind of solid mid-tier. It's not great, but it's not, you know, doldrums.
0: Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd probably put it lower than that. Mm. Um somewhere around Iron Man 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah. So, should we start with a kind of synopsis of the story mm-hmm. overview?
1: Yeah. Sure. So, um, do you want to do, do that? Do that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll we'll give it a stab. Between, uh, yeah. So, it's it's kind of a complicate, sort of simple but sort of complicated mm-hmm. at the same time because she has this kind. She has this sort of duality where she's. Human, but also Cree, but she's forgotten her human life um yeah. so when we meet her, she's Cree, and um she's struggling to regain memories and at the beginning, it's not quite clear what's what's going on with that um yeah, yeah if it's some sort of Thor situation where she's an in a hero that inhabits um humans um which you know Thor doesn't do in the movies really but does in the comics mm-hmm. um but yeah so it, it kind of becomes clear and i kind of liked the way they obfuscate the story and like put us in her confusion um yeah. you know it's quite sort of muddled at the beginning you're not clear what's going on which um it's kind of brave for a marvel film because they're usually pretty much uh, linear, self-explanatory stories. What's the next stage? You do the next bit. Okay, so that's um, the setup.
1: Yeah, so she's kind of part of this, um, Creed Task Force. She's a like a soldier for Star Force, I think it's called, and they get sent on missions against the uh, Skrull, who are the the big enemy of the Kree mm-hmm. and they are shapeshifters and they can impersonate anybody So it, which kind of sets up a um, like you're expecting there to be sort of a kind of the thing like subplot where you don't know who's who but it, it never really goes that way it's not really mm. utilised to a no. great extent Yeah, um,
0: so it's like because the Skrull are, you know an established Marvel enemy mm um and you know obviously secret invasion and stuff so you, you're thinking yeah it's like clearly setting up for uh, cool there's going to be lots of sort of uh double identities and stuff like that but no not really
1: <laughs> no it it's used for a couple of jokes and there are some scenes uh, like every time it happens it's obvious who is a scroll. which kind of
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think defeats. sort of defeats the point of it it's yeah it's yeah. just n- none of that is really explored very well uh, there are no moments. This is kind of an anti-spoiler, but there are no moments where, you know, someone who you previously thought was definitely a good guy suddenly turns out to be a scroll. Mm. It's like it, it's always a three-minute thing from introduction of that character to them revealing themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like the kind of opening is that. Uh, they're on this mission, and Carol, well, her name is Viz at the, at the start of it, and uh, or Captain Marvel, I guess we can call her, even though she doesn't really use that name in the mm-hmm. film. No. Um, she gets captured by the Skrull, and they kind of probe her memory to find out what her secrets are, which is a new technique they've developed, which is worrying the Kree. And they find human memories in her memory. And during her escape, she kind of lands up on Earth.
0: Yeah. yeah, in the 90s. Don't in forget it's the 90s, because yes. you might forget. <laughs> yes, you might. <laughs>
1: so, like, immediately, uh, as soon as she gets to Earth, she, like, it's, you know, they obviously they have to set what decade it is and inform you, but, like, she crashes into a blockbuster <laughs> video, which is still open, and the she shoots the head off, like, a true lies cardboard display, and it's like, okay, you're overdoing it already. Yeah. Uh, it, ha- it very much has a bit of Stranger Things syndrome in that it can't stop telling you that it's the 90s. <laughs> right, yeah. It, even when it's not necessarily relevant. And it, it, it is cool in places, it is mm-hmm. you know, because this is, like I was a 90s kid, this is mm-hmm. this is my yeah, decade so the nostalgia me yeah. hit me very kind of... Yeah, um,
0: absolutely. I was like, yeah. yeah, it's cool to be back in the 90s. The 90s were awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: And there's like a lot of visual reference which calls back films from that period. There's a bit where she writes off on a motorbike which is very Terminator 2 uh-huh. and it looks like Terminator 2 and I thought oh that's kind of cool uh-huh. but there is a lot of that stuff
0: yeah and it's yeah. yeah it's just kind of and then the music kind of um that started getting on my nerves like the first like a couple you're like fine but mm-hmm. then when they rolled out Nirvana I was like oh I was yeah. like Kurt wouldn't have done this
1: yeah no, <laughs> I think we both had that reaction <laughs> yeah
0: Okay. <laughs> that made me sad. But...
1: To be honest, even though yeah, it's it's a bit in your face. I like the soundtrack, and it mostly fit pretty well. Mm-hmm. I thought there are some really on the nose moments. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, there's a big fight scene which is covered by um, uh, just a girl, uh, mm-hmm. no doubt. And yeah. uh, I thought that lyrically, that's a bit direct, mm-hmm. but yeah. that song is a really great song to I set a mean... fight to. It's yeah, got they are a lot good. of momentum.
0: I mean, the the soundtrack is good. They picked yeah. good songs. It was just it's a lot of nineties girl power going on, mm-hmm. and it was just yeah. I just, I just found it a bit grating yeah. in the it, end, it... even though I liked the songs and I was kind of like tapping along. Yeah, and then it had that Guardians of the Galaxy thing, mm. um, which I think is something the film does a lot. It's just like borrowed a lot of things it doesn't seem to have its own identity Mm. um it's like in places it's a bit star wars and then it's a bit guardians of the galaxy and you know then it's a little bit thor and it's yeah it just is a little bit of everything else and not really itself um which is just something i feel about the character overall
1: Uh, the, the character itself yeah. Uh, so Cap- it's Captain, Captain Marvel herself. Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah. I just... She's not that interesting a character.
1: No. Um,
0: and her antagonists... Well, yeah, I mean, we'll have to talk about that later. Because um, mm. at first, the antagonists aren't really that interesting. Well, there isn't one, really. I guess it's her inner turmoil or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it just... Yeah, the whole thing just was a bit flat for me. I was bored mostly mm-hmm. um but there are some so i was bits. certainly it's not bored. a bad film but yeah yeah sorry i was
1: certainly bored in the beginning section uh, mm-hmm. which uh so it's kind of that infiltration scene where right so the beginning is fine she has this kind of uh fight with jude law like where they're training and they're discussing you know they're, they're kind of setting up her character in between like The fight, and I thought that was quite. I thought that was really good. I thought it uh, give you good insights into both their characters. And then after that, they go on this kind of infiltration mission to a a world that has been sort of infiltrated by the Scroll. Mm -hmm. And you're introduced to a lot of characters very quickly. You're introduced to the team that she works with. Mm -hmm. There's a you know, a, an alien kind of ambassador or whatever it is, and uh, some someone who is likely to have been impersonated. And it's very kind of complex, and you're not invested in any of the characters yet. Mm-hmm. It's not like... It's not a kind of... Uh, I should call it... Well, she's called Veers at the time. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. sort of switching names, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not focused on her very much. You don't mm-hmm. see much of what's going on with her, and the rest of the team, they're kind of interesting, but it's very clear that you're not being set up to kind of care about these guys. J- they just do a little bit of one-linering and back and forth mm-hmm. and then they go off to do their things. And I, not being invested in any of the characters, I was sitting there thinking, okay, why am I watching this? This isn't mm-hmm. particularly interesting.
0: Yeah, it's true, and it's, they're, they're kind of like a video game squad, aren't they? Mm. In yeah. that, you know, like, any of these people could die at any moment, but they're they're good at quips in the hangar just before you're about to drop into the landing zone yeah um, which is exactly what we got but i actually that was some of my favorite dialogue was was that little sort of repartee between them i quite liked it and yeah um so it does kind of feel like at one point because when you see the credits there are a lot of writers on this film mm-hmm. which suggests that this script has been kicked around for quite a while mm. Um, and it feels like at one point this was going to be a thing and a focus I and mean, we were going to have more of her sort of tactical sort of squad based kind of story but then it feels mm. like this has maybe been edited down and you know like just kept it as a very cursory sort of catalyst yeah um and then dropped, yeah, so it just kind of feels completely out of place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because they're all kind of very, like, if if you take them individually, they're all kind of very interesting or interesting-looking characters. They're yeah. all very visually distinct, mm-hmm. but there's something about them which it, they're just not brought to the forefront, and they feel like, you know, all of the members of the squad and aliens who get killed in the first encounter, they they, mm-hmm. they were just there as set dressing in the background, yeah. really.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're all um, ethnic minorities with blue mm. skin
1: paint on. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. Yeah,
0: and then I thought it was weird that all the the main players are not blue aliens, but absolutely everybody else is. Like mm. on the Cree planet, like you have Jude Law. Yeah, who's not blue? No. And I was just like, I was like, there's no real consistency with this world. I no. don't really understand what's going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, because she's like, uh, she's uh, presented as being Cree at the beginning of uh-huh. the film, but her skin is not blue. No, and it's never addressed. It's never no. like, okay. Well, what's the difference between her and the the right. these people? And they just kind of accept it and. Yeah. That's it, and it's it's so you 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 want to know you you're sitting there thinking okay why is she different yeah and the film never really has her ask
0: no exactly and why is Jude Law different and why oh. does the Supreme Intelligence look like Jeanette Benning but not blue but then yeah. when they go on that public transport thing like everybody is like green or blue or something mm. and yeah it was just a bit weird I was like oh okay so are they like Diff, like some elite race or something, yeah. <laughs> which kind of goes against the whole message of the film i'd I'd say, so yeah, that was weird, mm-hmm. but thankfully, we're not on that planet very long. we're mostly on yep. nineties Earth, and then it does pick up, and it does uh become fun, yes,
1: yes, yeah, so she gets down to earth and uh she kind of immediately runs into uh Nick Fury, who happens to show up. Um
0: oh, well, I, it's Coulson first, isn't yeah. it? Is the oh, first yeah. person we see. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's some cop and then Coulson calls in Nick Fury. And mm-hmm. um he shows up and he's obviously it's nineteen ninety five, so he's a lot younger. Like I they I thought they did did a really good kind of job of de aging him. He looks it, it's one of those things where they, I don't know how they've done it. It's probably you know a mix of CGI and makeup, mm-hmm. but he looks, you know, he's convincingly, you know, late thirties, early forties in this. I uh, didn't we... even notice. No, exactly. This was the thing I, that's...
0: Was, I thought it was just a black don't crack thing because I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen Samuel L. Jackson like yeah. for a long time, like interviewed out of a film. So,
1: mm. and I mean, I guess there are elements of that, but. Samuel L Jackson is 70 years old now.
0: Is he like, really? He, he
1: really is. Yeah. And wow. uh, yeah, they he just doesn't look it in this film. You completely buy him and the the effects are so good that you just af- after you know the first scene where you're like, "Oh my god, he looks so young." You just don't notice it again. It's just Yeah. You know, that's what he looks like.
0: Yeah, I didn't even, you know. I was just mm. like, I would looked at his hair because obviously he's got so yeah i was looking at his hair texture a bit and i was like Mm -hmm. oh he's got like flecks of gray these days (laughs) i was like (laughs) because of course he has no hair in the i'd forgotten that i was like that's weird that he's got like gray but i don't remember him being gray in the later films um yeah so that's what i was thinking about was his (laughs) hair (laughs) because his face looked fine to me yeah, yeah, and he's um he's pre patch uh, Nick Fury. He is, um, and he has more sort of a softer personality, which was quite fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's,
0: yeah, it's it's him before he's you know it's like a sort of uh, in an innocent stage before he knows all the shit that's going down.
1: Yeah, yeah. which I re- I really liked. Yeah, uh, it's just really nice to see him as a younger and kind of less commanding character. Yeah. The um the reaction of internet men to that has been slightly less positive, predictably enough. Oh, really?
0: Enough. That's yeah, so interesting, isn't
1: it? So there's been a lot of kind of uh, YouTube videos and you know where, wherever the worst people hang out, you'll see the um
0: emasculate, exactly emasculated
1: well. and castrated is the word that I've seen. A lot oh, as of well.
0: course they use castrated.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like the <laughs> way to give yourselves away, you guys, right? Um. But yeah, so the the reaction has been that it emasculates or castrates him because he's kind of consistently in a sidekick role here. Okay. to think of that as a failure is, I think, to miss the point of Nick Fury, who's, he's not just Samuel L. Jackson being a badass. The undertone of him is usually that he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah uh and yes so like even in like the first avengers film he's always ahead of everyone else he's ahead of the council he's ahead mm-hmm. of the avengers he's predicted that something like the mm-hmm. avengers is going to happen and he's put these guys together and i thought that was carried through in a very cool way because within about a minute of meeting carol that he's figured out that she's she knows more than he does she's mm-hmm. she's experienced with this and he doesn't know anything so it make you know it makes sense for him to step back and take a sidekick role mm-hmm. that's that's what he'd do so yeah i i thought i thought he was just generally really good in this
0: yeah he was he was great yeah. they were they were really good together it was like the best thing about the film mm-hmm. um yeah, he was. Yeah, I loved that, and that uh, you know, Nick Fury turns out to be a cat guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it Was just like really great, and she's just like, "What with the cat?" <laughs> she's like walks past it, and he's like, "Hey, kitty." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, so yeah, so it's basically it's a buddy movie with um, Nick Fury mm-hmm. and Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers or whatever you want to call her yeah um and it works really well and i think one of the things i like that they didn't do was they didn't do because they've already done that with thor Hmm. and she's already got echoes of thor they didn't do the i don't know this world thing and i don't understand what tv is or whatever it might be so i thought that was quite good they just kind of got on with the story
1: yeah, she's quick enough to. Yeah, she's very quick to adapt. It's kind of implied right. that they've one of her uh, crew team has been to Earth before, and the joke is that it's you know a shithole, mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> like you you see what she means. Like they they portray it as the nineties, and they you know they they show the limitations that we have. One of the best kind of running jokes throughout the film is that they're all using like nineteen ninety five. Uh, computer technology. So she, uh, when she tries to search the internet, she has to do it on dial up and she gets disconnected a bunch of times. And there's a, you know, everyone's using CD ROMs to exchange information and it's, yeah, it takes ages it's, to load. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like, what's happening? It's yeah. loading. <laughs> Nick Fury just takes a sip of iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's the 90s. That's what we do. We wait for stuff to load. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah, yes. those were the like the nice 90s gags that I liked. Yeah, mm. it was cool. Um so
1: so we should we should probably uh... talk about uh, we talked about Samuel L. Jackson and Nick Fury, we should probably talk about Brie Larson as well. Yeah. I mean, she was she's great. She like she was always going to be good at this. This is a this is a very kind of good role for her. It's not surprising that she did a really great job. She has kind of a very buffy like energy to her, I thought. Mm -hmm. She gets those kind of. Mm -hmm. She does a lot of those kind of off the cuff one liners Mm -hmm. where you know the film kind of pauses for a second during a fight to let her get a wisecrack in, and then, you know, it's it back to it then, and yeah, I thought that was really good. She's a sort of very compelling character, and it's. When it is in the scenes with her and Nick Fury, even though Nick Fury is doing a really Samuel L. Jackson is doing a really great job, she is the one who draws the eye. She's the one who you're paying attention to most of the time. Partly just because she knows more and she has more confidence, but also because Brie Larson just does a really good sort of arresting job of playing her. Okay, <laughs> you did not agree with that then. <laughs>
0: I mean, she was she didn't do a bad job. Like to call uh, Carol Danvers a compelling character. It's like, yeah, no. I just, I mean, all the way through, I was just like, why am I watching a Captain Marvel film? Mm. Um, I was, just, it's just not a very interesting character. Her backstory wasn't that compelling to me. Mm. She did a fine job of playing this kind of stoic, plucky woman who, you know, she's competent. She's a really good fighter. She's likable. She's nice. She's like this nice blonde like heroic looking woman, but I just find that kind of bland. Um mm. she didn't really have any flaws. You know, she's like the, she's like Superman. She's kind of super good and heroic and yeah, it's great that, you know, Marvel has one of those and blah blah, blah but you know, at least Superman has really good villains mm. and has a really great weakness and um But she doesn't have any. She's overpowered once she gets her powers, which are kind of, like, um, dialed down for most of the film. And then Mm. they're kind of unleashed. And then she is, like, super high-powered. Yeah, I just just find find her kind of bland. I'm not, like, gunning for Captain Marvel. I'm not, like, looking forward to Captain Marvel 2.
1: No, that's a, a, there definitely seemed to be a few moments where they were setting uh, a sequel up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily think she's a particularly well-written character for all the reasons you mentioned. I mean, when, when I said she was arresting, I was talking about the performance, which I think is really good. She doesn't have a lot of deep backstory. No. She's not. Yeah, and like you say, when she gets her powers, uh, she is super overpowered. She can do kind of a lot of things really well. Uh Uh, Yeah, Superman is a pretty good comparison, although she gets kind of more powers than that. She can do things that Superman wouldn't really be able to.
0: Yeah, yeah. So she's, yeah. And has no clear weakness.
1: No, uh, in in terms of power or, in you know, emotionally. She's very strong from the beginning.
0: Exactly, and she doesn't really have... I mean, she has her best friend. That's her only sort of, I suppose... Uh, sort of emotional weakness would be, you know, the classic kidnap the friend type of thing. But yeah. they don't go there with that. So... um
1: and yeah, well, that's more of a tactical weakness than a sort of character weakness. Yeah,
0: exa- exactly. But, you know, Superman has all of those. He has power weakness and, you know, that emotional kind of attachment to people, which yeah. makes it, you know, which people can exploit. Um, but she doesn't have anything. Um, yeah, yeah, so I just found there's no sort of real jeopardy for her. Um,
1: she, she doesn't have an arc. She, she, yeah, no. she, she's the same character at the end. She is the beginning. She's mm-hmm. just found out a few things, yeah. and I think, I think that's it's fine. It's fine. It's, yeah, yeah, it's forgivable. You know, she doesn't need. Not every hero needs to be, you know, com- tortured or have a really kind of strong development. You can have someone who is just the same character because that, you know, that's what Superman usually is in most mm-hmm. of his kind of media. But it's so late in the game for Marvel. Uh, right. And they've been doing such a good job of having flawed and complex heroes lately that this feels this feels like it would have been an amazing film if it had been released in like the first wave of yes. Marvel, like yes. next to Captain America and yeah. Iron Man, and you know it's sh- like it really should have been because Captain yeah. Marvel has always been a tank pool of Marvel anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just it feels like a first wave mm. Marvel film. And yeah. it's just so late in the day because it's taken them so fucking long to yeah. get around to doing a, a female-led film mm-hmm. that it's just kind of annoying and frustrating. And yes. I'd probably have liked this a lot more like 10 years ago. So, yeah, it's kind of frustrating. And then there's also the thing where Jude Law, at the beginning, they're doing this fight training scene and he does the kind of Yoda, sort of Jedi thing of saying, no, you know, like... Uh, you don't let your emotions take over. You're too emotional. But Mm -hmm. she really isn't
1: an emotional
0: character at all. And she's not emotional in that scene. She's kind of strong-headed and things, but she's not emotional at all. So the scene didn't make sense. And it's like, and I wish she was a bit emotional because I thought they were going to flip it around and her her emotions were going to be her power, where they didn't really... Do that?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll defend that scene because I think it, like, it is doing something clever. Um, would probably need to sort of talk beyond. Talk, we're going to have to put a spoiler wall up soon and start talking about the kind of, uh, light half of the film. I think, but that is being I, the emotional thing that you need to control your emotions. I think that is subverted in an interesting way, given what happens later in the film. Okay. So yeah, I I don't know if we want to put the spoiler wall up now, do we?
0: Okay. Oh, shall we quickly talk about the rest of the car? Oh, oh, yeah. cast? Oh yeah. Aren't we? We'll quickly cover off the rest of the key characters because yeah. there is one really good character, mm-hmm. which is Annette Benning's character, mm-hmm. and then Talos. Is it Talos?
1: Yeah. Talos is uh, Talos. Kind of the scroll. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the leader, but the, like definitely a big lieutenant in the scroll.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. like the key player for them. He's their sort of voice, um, and yeah, he's just like a cool baddie. He gets all the best lines, and he is like you're right. He does have that Buffy feel. Cause I yes. thought that I was like, he is like a Buffy demon who turns yep. up and is the funniest one mm-hmm. and kind of like steals their thunder every time he's in a scene. And um he did that. And I just loved that. He was one of my favorite things about mm. it. He was really cool. And then there's Annette Benning's character who is the sort of uh, flight. Cause uh, Carol Danvers was a pilot um, so they get in the Top Gun uh, reference, yeah. uh, you know, like in the bar where, you know, like Tom, and she gets a Tom Cruise style character um, saying, I don't know, can girls even fly or something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's like the flight lieutenant or whatever the sort of, uh, well, she's actually an engineer, isn't she? So she's, um, yeah. you know, kind of. Really up there in the air force, and she's like a uh, kind of a cool character that turns up in lots of different ways that um, you know would be spoilerific if we yeah. went into it. But um, yeah, she's obviously like a really strong female presence, you know, in Carol's life and an important figure in her life, which is cool.
1: Yeah, she did. I, I mean, she didn't get a huge amount to do. She's no. she's there and she plays um, this ins- yeah this inspiring figure, but that's that's kind of all she is. There is there's slightly more kind of plot depth to her, but not much more emotional depth. No, uh, no. in in any of the ways in which she shows up. Um, so yeah, she was fine. I just wish they'd given her a little bit more because you know there's potential to have an interesting character there, but she just kind of functions as a plot device. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's funny because it's kind of like two films that have been mushed together
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'd have liked because um, the kind of scree I know scree. scroll <laughs> the, yeah the, the scree
1: <laughs> and the Crawl, Yeah.
0: The, the Skrull Cree storyline is kind of like I'd say that'd be Captain Marvel two. And um, mm-hmm. maybe the Annette Benning sort of the the pilot story would be Captain Marvel one. Yeah. And it feels like they've put these two films because they should have done these films earlier. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. They wouldn't be able to do the kind of um the Annette Benning origin no. story thing on its own now because we've no. seen it a million times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so but... you can see why they brought the the Kree Scroll stuff to the forefront. Yeah. And but to be I... fair the Oh, sorry,
0: gone. So, but I'd have been like totally up for let's like do the '90s thing and have the music and look, it's like Top Gun, but it's with woman women because you know we're all progressive now and Marvel's the best. Yeah. I'd have been up for that like back then, but they didn't do that.
1: No, yeah. So yeah, it it, it does suffer as a film for for how long they've let it sort of mm-hmm. languish. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, any other characters we want to...
1: Um. Yeah, Jude Law is... Oh, I, yes. I, yeah, I guess as... We forgot him, He's. Saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I guess before we... I think we probably need to put the spoiler wall up here because if we're going to okay. talk about Jude Law's character... Um.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so from here on out, we're going to be discussing openly kind of spoilers and the plot of this film. And if you haven't seen it, you probably are going to want to not listen any further because there are big twists in the film, or mm-hmm. maybe not depending on how familiar you are with the kind of Captain Marvel character and, and universe, mm-hmm. but at this point we're going to be revealing it. So if, like me, you knew nothing about Captain Marvel before going in, now is a good time to stop and go and see it if you mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jude Law, who is um, plays a kind of dual role as her mentor at the beginning and her, mm-hmm. the villain at the end. Yeah. So it's yeah it, it like that's an interesting setup. It's been done before in other superhero films, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's it you know it's an easy way to get a lot of kind of emotional weight and pathos out of encounters. And the film manages none of that. Mm-hmm. He is so boring mm-hmm. That's so boring that when I was doing my notes for this, I kept forgetting that he was in the film.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like he's just not a great villain at all. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We just don't really know why. Yeah, he's just. I don't know. Is it just that he hates the scroll? Is that his thing?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's his kind of thing. He's kind of a just a Cree. Yeah. You know, zealot. Uh, zealot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just. Yeah, that's all I have to say about yeah. him. Really, the end fight isn't. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just a weird one. He's just he's just there to serve a purpose because yeah. yeah, she had to fight against someone.
1: Um, he's he's very blah, he, he, a complete waste of Jude Law. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> I, like I've, I'm, I'm mixed on Jude Law. I like him in some things. I don't like mm-hmm. him so much in others. But
0: exactly, he's yeah. better
1: than whatever this was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That to, to go back to something we were just talking about earlier, that this kind of oh yeah the
0: emotion yeah the mm-hmm. emotion
1: he's uh, he's saying you need to hold your emotions back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's not being honest in that scene. They're just he's they're kind of conditioning her not to use her powers because they know that if she did, she mm-hmm. would be the most deadly thing in the universe to them. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of a cool subversion where at the end she realizes that, you know, she doesn't actually need to control her emotions, they're all fine, and she's, she just mm. it, it in a I way that I still
0: think they needed to give her some emotions. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah I don't necessarily disagree, but I, <laughs> Yeah,
0: I... for that to really work, because I didn't really notice that, but well, I, I did, you know that she was like unleashing and sort of opening her heart or whatever, you know, whatever yoga term you want to use for it <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that scene didn't work because she wasn't showing any emotions. I know he was trying to manipulate her. Yeah. But I still think, you know, she's, like, really confused. She's, like, got these memory flashes. She's having these nightmares. But she's not very emotional about them. Like, when you come wake up from a nightmare, it's really horrible. And you want to talk to someone about them. But she doesn't seem to engage with her emotions at all. Which yeah. just kind of undermines that whole... Um, turning the thing on its head you know Mm. she doesn't she's never like constantly struggling to control her emotions which I think would have been good and then for her to finally let go because obviously that's something women are always berated for for being too emotional so I get the power of that message but it just wasn't conveyed very well
1: yeah it's not it's not something that she struggles with no yeah uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. I still think it works, but I, I, I see a point. It's, it's not as if she is held back by that later on because mm-hmm. every time she does show emotion, you know, things go well for her. She, mm-hmm. you know, it's how she kind of mm-hmm. escapes from the, the scroll thing at the beginning. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But, but there's no it. You're, you're not encouraged to think about it. You're not. No. Yeah. Yeah. It it's not focused on.
0: No, no scroll. Oh, yeah, so and the cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I like I say I had no familiarity familiarity with Captain Marvel or the Scroll or the Cree before. That mm-hmm. that was kind of why I was so excited for this film was because it was a hero that I knew literally nothing about.
0: Mm, that's nice.
1: Uh, so. I don't really know how the kree Scroll war is portrayed in the comics and source material, Mm -hmm. but I was completely surprised by the the big twist halfway through this film. Mm -hmm. And you know me, I'm someone who has a pretty good eye for upcoming plot twists. Yep. Um, (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's a good thing. I admire that in you, Drew.
1: Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I... I thought it was really good, so, you know, to be to be explicit about it, since we're beyond the spoiler wall, it turns out that the Skrull are the kind of op- oppressed race, pressed, and the Kree yeah. are they're this kind of imperialistic, uh-huh. you know, uh, colonial, military race, uh-huh. who have just kind of been tricking their soldiers into fighting for them by posturing as the good guys.
0: Yeah, I really liked that, I thought it was great, because, yeah, the the Skrull are generally just the bad duplicitous you know sort of shape-shifting can't trust them um scourge of the Marvel Mm -hmm. especially crossover universe um so yeah I thought that was really cool um yeah I didn't get to the end of Secret Invasion because I don't do crossovers so Mm -hmm. um yeah I don't know if that became the the big reveal but the way it was being set up in secret invasion it wasn't and it was really tense in the comics um the fact that you didn't know mm. um who who was who was it was really well laid out and so yeah, so i wasn't expecting that and it was a, it was really cool and it just made me like um talos even yes. even more um it was great really yeah. great yeah i loved that
1: i it kind of so when Talos sort of turns up at the beginning and he's this big kind of evil overlord looking alien, but mm-hmm. he doesn't, so you, something you said, which I thought was really, um, was, de- was definitely what I thought of it was he was like a Buffy villain in that he's mm-hmm. a really threatening looking guy, but he talks like someone who is, you know, mm-hmm. like he's from New Zealand, but he's very kind of modern and he's, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he he doesn't sound like a big overlordish Oh the, yeah, you know, you he,
0: yeah. he's not speaking in sort of gothic typeface. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. And that was very dissonant for me when he was introduced. I thought, is this really our bad guy? Because he, oh, really? he doesn't speak like one. He d- he doesn't feel like a Marvel villain. And of course, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, he isn't. And, uh, so his the, the scene where he kind of he's flips kind of on its head. He's kind of
0: a Thor and... Ragnarok. Sorry to interrupt, but he's no, he kind didn't. of a Thor Ragnarok villain though in that way isn't it that's kind of set up that kind of tone of yes villain um and i suppose guardians to a lesser extent Mm. um you know that more comic tone yeah um
1: and uh, sorry i interrupted your flow (laughs) no you didn't really um i didn't have anything else to say about him um speaking of guardians villains though um so Ronan the accuser uh shows up mm. again in this. Uh so he was the he was <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. He was the big villain in kind of Guardians of the Galaxy One and um it, there's this subplot involving him uh in this film where like he's coming is is the entire subplot. Every so often he like appears on a little hologram display to be like, Hey, I'm getting closer Yeah, he's like uh, the Emperor. Yes, exactly. And then he turns up, and uh, Carol kind of beats up his fleet, and he goes away again, and he that's just it.
0: Runs away. Yeah, yeah. It, the, yeah. Like that
1: whole thing could have been completely excised, and the film would have lost nothing. I
0: nothing. Yeah. Didn't
1: need to see that character again. He wasn't even that good.
0: No. Um, yeah.
1: So that was.
0: Yeah, that was another thing. There were just too many, too many. Fa- it's like the it's the Marvel problem. There were too mm. many action scenes. Uh, I don't find that they were choreographed um, very well. So I was just kind of like bored through them. Um, And then, so she kind of wraps up the main plot with the scroll and all that. But then she has to go and like, he's like, unleash the warheads. And I was like, ah, of course there are warheads. Mm. And then she just like punches them all. And then I'm like, okay, so that's done. And then he's like, uh, we will get her this time and so he unleashes his fleet, is like, dude, he's just punched your warheads. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like and she she like punches the first one and the rest of them kind of blow up by being in proximity, which I feel right, like is yeah. is not great design. No. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, she kind of has to go into space and like she hmm. had a fist fight with some spaceships, which I guess is a cool concept in and of itself. But it's not relevant to
0: anything. No, exactly. It's yeah. just like extra, just because we want to see her floating in space with all her sort of rainbow light around her, which was really cool. But she could have done that whilst waving goodbye to the the scroll.
1: Yeah. If I yeah. keep wanting
0: to call the scree now. <laughs> yeah.
1: And they are a little bit w- once you kind of know the the twist and know how they they they, it, they are kind of sim- Tweed. yeah, they're they're similar species and oh, right, it is yeah. easy to confuse them. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know? Um but yeah, that was just they could have just cut that, just cut yeah. it cuz it's, it's not a fine. payoff for anything it's no. not something
1: with like the only thing that sets it up is that they he shows up earlier and tells you that it's going to happen at the end yeah yeah, yeah and exactly yeah, and obviously, he's in, as a villain, he's in no jeopardy because we know he shows up in Guardians of the Galaxy. So there's this really strange and awkward moment where she beats up a bunch of, like, fighter ships, and then she destroys one of their main ships, and then she gets to run the accuser's ship, and for no reason, she just stops and kind of mean mugs it until he yeah. goes away, and he's like, Oh, yeah. we'll be back for you. It's like, What are you? <laughs> fuck um
0: yeah and then she has she goes back down to fight jude law after that yeah so it was just unnecessary just needed cutting um yeah it was just too long too many sort of confusing fights um I but. did
1: really like that uh, Jude Law kind of final scene though. I, yes. th- I thought that was really good. So especially after the the kind of first, the, like the opening scene where she has that fight, which is kind of, I think the best fight in the film, solely because it yes. actually informs character. Right. And then at the end there is this like, okay, now you need to show me that yeah. you can control your emotions. And she just like blasts and yeah. She's like, no, I, know. I don't. Which it's I thought, so was good. A really good moment Yeah,
0: for. it is. It comes full circle and it's a punchline to the whole thing. And, it should have been boom kind of done, yeah, um, and then had you know the post credits things it was mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good note to end on, yes. um, yeah um i suppose we should maybe do the sort of like classic comparisons um so yeah we sort of compared her you know archetype wise to superman but i suppose Mm. film wise you know the natural comparison is wonder woman which was hugely successful Mm. i think this is um in terms of box office it's um I think it's outshone Wonder Woman in terms of box office, which yeah. I'm really surprised by because A, I think Wonder Woman was a better film yes. and she's a more compelling character, and um, yeah, I just yeah. found the whole thing more charismatic.
1: Mm. Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: But yeah, I guess there's some juggernaut behind Captain Marvel for some reason. I suppose things that people are saying is that, um, you know, Wonder Woman has her kind of skimpy outfit. Um, Captain Marvel is, you know, really sort of suited and booted. Um, But then generally the Marvel um, female characters are pretty much covered up, you know. Um, Mm. I think that's more of a DC thing, you know, the sort of Catwoman and, um, yeah, all of their kind of... I mean, I'm not saying in the comics. Obviously, mm. they're sexualized in the in the comics, but um, the MCU has tended to give them boots and quite sort of yeah body armor and stuff. So it's not unusual. No, um, and I I like both. I like having a kind of sexy flirty mm. Wonder Woman outfit. Um I didn't think that diminished her at all in the Wonder Woman film. Um obviously when it went over to Batman versus Superman, it was a male director and he had to do the panty shot, but yeah. you know. Um but in Wonder Woman her standalone film, um I liked her outfit. It was cool and yeah. um yeah, I think it's fine either way. Hmm. Yeah, I thought they were both pow- powerful, but I was far more um, geared up by Wonder Woman as a film. I felt it. Yes, I, I felt much more empowered by it and much more joyous. And um, I just didn't get that off Captain Marvel. And I had an inkling that I wasn't going to from the trailers. I I wasn't interested from the, the get go. Yeah. Um, so yeah.
1: And Wonder Woman sort of, like, it's doing a very kind of similar thing in that she is from mm-hmm. another planet and comes to Earth in a time period. and she's, in Wonder Woman, she's kind of amazed by every everything. Mm. She's like that, uh, there's a really good ice cream scene where she, like, tries ice cream for the first time, and she's like, oh, this is amazing, you should be proud of yourself. Um, <laughs> and it's really, And there are no moments like that in Captain Marvel, partly because no. she is a much more, Stoic. Um, yeah, stoic and self kind of self driven character. Yeah. But yeah. it is less fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose yeah, Wonder Woman's much more idealistic, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is a nice character arc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, when it comes to comparing the two movies, I'm much more side with Wonder Woman. Yeah. I, I came out of that just feeling sort of joyous and empowered and, like, cool. And I wanted to find the gifts and use them. Whereas, um, yeah. no, I'd probably use the cat from Captain Marvel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: we should also say that the cat in Captain Marvel is a great actor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's several cats.
1: Oh, fair. So yeah. So I
0: guess there's bold cat. There's meowy cat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah but i i did like the cat one review i read was like ah they use like
1: the, they overuse the cat um i don't think that's particularly unfair as a criticism they no. they do go back to the nick fury uh, you know fawning over it well a lot i know yeah but, they uh, do they do it's fine it didn't quite wear out its welcome but i did think there is a lot of this
0: e- yes exactly um but i did enjoy the space cat And then I did enjoy in the credits. They just like had the cat against this starry (laughs) background. It was really cool. (laughs) But yeah, Marvel
1: credit scenes have been really on point lately.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were beautiful. The end credits are really stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's. I think we're done. Yeah. To Marvel. You'd put it mid range. Yeah, mid range.
1: Lower mid range. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's. I don't think it's a great Marvel film. I enjoyed it. I agree with you. I think Wonder Woman is a lot better and Mm -hmm. maybe the only example of the DC film universe beating Marvel to the punch on something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cool. So if you've seen it, let us know what you thought. If you loved it, which everybody seems to, it's getting like four star reviews and stuff, but um, there we go. I gave it Two and a half on my letterbox. Oh, I
1: um, don't know what I'm going to get. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, let us know. We're at gameindustry.com, mm-hmm. We're on Twitter at arguethecast. Indeed. And in all the podcast places you could ever wish for. Yes. And until next time, true.
1: Cheerio.